Hello, and welcome back to the Spoiler Cast, the show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them because that's the whole point of a spoiler cast, which there are more of than even just one. I, I, you know, uh, when we first started this podcast, I was like, "That's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, unique name." Turns no. out it wasn't, no. and they've become more and more, unfortunately. Anyway, maybe, maybe we'll have to rebrand eventually. Maybe at some point. I know other people have done it successfully. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Tobias, and with me as always is my sister and trusted co-host Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And in today's episode, we are talking about yet another classic. This is a bit of a follow-up to uh, a couple two, of weeks three ago? weeks ago. Yeah, three weeks ago. Like um, where we talked about The Exorcist. Uh, the original 1973, which in just you know coincidentally became like a 50 year anniversary because it's two, uh, 2023. Yes. Um, 2023, and, yeah, that's correct. Yeah, it sounded wrong. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and why we actually talked about The Exorcist was mainly because I wanted to talk about uh, the sequels and more specifically uh, one of the sequels, which we're going to talk about today. So in day, today's episode, we're going to talk about. The Exorcist 3. Sometimes subtitled Legion. Right. Right. So, The Exorcist 3 from 1990, written and directed by William Peter Blatty, who wrote the original book and wrote the book Legion, which The Exorcist 3 is based on. Yes. Um, both the book and the movie is sort of a spiritual sequel. There's like uh, hard connections, there's characters. From uh, from the movie and the book in the in this uh, new movie and book, um, but it's 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 kind of meant to be able to you know work as a standalone movie. I think it certainly helps to have seen the original, but I don't think you have to. No, Do you no, agree? It, it it perfectly works on its own actually. Because yeah. to completely honestly here <laughs> complete honesty here. i've been very tired this week and trying okay. to watch the exorcist 3 i don't know if i followed along <laughs> but i was oh, like okay. this has nothing to do with the original has it except for one character in my head and i guess well, the demon sort of yeah the, the the whole demon part is a little fuzzy yeah. well there's several characters you have detective kinderman which is the cop from the original movie oh that's true he is it's just a different guy. it's a different actor yeah um, his name is kinderman um uh, and like we talked about it in the exorcist episode that i think he has a bigger role in the book so that made sense to make him the main character in yes. the next book um of course uh his friend father dyer is uh Karis's friend in the uh, the first movie and first book. Oh. He's the the priest who who when when Karis falls down the stairs, he's there to say, "Do you want to give your last confession?" Yeah. You know, before he dies, it's that character who popped oh. up here and there, and now he has a little bit bigger role in this movie. The guy who uh, helps Karis is in bed when he's drunk. Yes, exactly. After his mother dies, but it's because yes. it's because it's later and they've aged. I'm like, yeah. I mean, they're supposed to be 15 years old. Sure, so. sure, sure. But in my head, I just went, "What? Who?" I know these names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who are these? Yeah, yeah, but the, yeah, they're, they're they're minor characters in the first movie. So yeah, you don't really think too. about it. Yeah, and I mean, even of course, uh, Damien Karras is in this, yes. even though he's technically called Patient X in the uh, credits for some reason. Even though they yeah. call him Karras, don't that's, they? Well, they talk yes. about Karras. Yeah, that's because it's only Karras's body. He is not yeah. in there anymore. His spirit is not there. That's instead uh, James Veneman or the Gemini Killer. Yes. Or maybe it's even just a demon. We're not sure. 
That's a little fussy, which makes it more mysterious, which I think makes it creepier. Um, and of course, they talk about the, the whole situation in this movie stems from um, the fact that Damien Karras died at a very opportune moment for the Gemini killer. Yes. Uh, so he could take over his body with the help of the others. Legion, which yes. I'm guessing is, you know, demons or the devil. Um, and that this is sort of a... Um, this is sort of a, a vendetta for the the demon or the demons legion, as they call it here, uh, against Karis to like use his body to commit these these sacrilegious heinous acts murders you know yeah um so I, I that that aspect is the least interesting for me that the the demon has some sort of personal vendetta um I get that that it's there but I think it's just more interesting that. It's sort of a, the same theme as the first movie, you know, the loss of faith or lack of faith, which uh, Kinderman has in this movie. You know, he keeps talking to Father Dyer like, why would God, there can't be a God, but why would he admit things like this? Like, yeah. When they talk about the little boy who's been not only, like, murdered, he, he was, uh, he was, first of all, he got spikes driven through his eyes, then he was decapitated while he was still alive, and then he was crucified. His, crucified. While he was still alive. And instead of his head, they put a Jesus statue head on there and painted it in blackface. Like, you, you can't desecrate a body much more than that, no. you know? And these these horrific murders that are being committed by someone who seems to be this uh, copycatting this killer from 15 years ago, right around the time of, of the first movie. And actually getting it right, not just doing the, the fake stuff they put in the newspapers. Exactly, and this is why Kinnerman gets so involved in it. Because yes. Maybe they didn't actually catch the Gemini killer, but you know they did, but sort of didn't. That's yeah, the thing. yeah. Um, so the actual plot is good. It's um, I oh, yeah. I, I, I honestly like that it's a, a a police story. We mentioned this briefly in our oh hey a little bit of a uh, ad read here uh, in our commentary track this month. Well, technically last month. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Because we always release, we release a commentary track every month. In the la- in the last weekend of the month, we release a commentary track, and it's always sort of themed um, around what we've talked about during the month in the podcast. So in January, it was uh, of course the Exorcist 50th anniversary. So we talked about one of the very few other good exorcism movies, which is uh, the Exorcism of Emily Rose. One of the few ones that we really enjoy, also, both yeah, of us. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and uh, we talked about the director and writer of that movie, Scott Derrickson, who also made a movie called Deliver Us from Evil. Yes. And how it's a unique movie in that it mixes a police procedural, like, thriller, with an exorcism horror movie. <laughs> but then I didn't think of this movie, which is basically that. By the way, this it's commentary a- track is obviously on our Patreon. Right, I forgot to mention that. It's yes. on our Patreon patreon.com slash don't make a scene so check if you want to check it out you have to yeah. go there um i completely blanked on this even though we've been prepping for weeks to talk about this but it's movie because and it's... this one doesn't actually involve an exorcism though no it's... this is just a police procedure film that happened to deal with something that might be supernatural yeah there is uh there is like sort of an exorcism in the end ah uh, well yeah sort of um uh, but if you th- if you think about it um, like I said, it's very reminiscent of the first movie. Um, the only difference is that it it we we don't really get to uh, uh, we don't get to see the victim of the possession that much. Exactly. It's, you know, it, it, yeah, 
But we do, you know, there's the whole build-up. There is the, the guy, our main character, Karis in the first movie, Kinderman in this, both struggling with faith um, and having people around them trying to, like, uh, you know, he- help, but then they, they become victims of, of uh, you know, uh, the, the, demon, the demon, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. And then it ends with an exorcism where where a person has to um, sacrifice, uh, sacrifice himself, even though it's not the main character this time. It's Damon Karras again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's very similar, like I said, and dealing with similar, uh, similar themes. And I like that uh, almost to the point where I think I like this more. This is now, more talk- interesting to watch <clears throat> in a vacuum again. It, it, also because it does work, it is more interesting to watch because you get more of the um, trying to figure things out rather than just having them, oh, well, we need to say prayers. We need to have uh, we have to believe when we do this to make it work. Here it's literally trying to figure out who's killing these people and then having weird stuff happen. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be so weird to like talk about the first exorcism. Like it didn't really get this part as well as the. Listen, you we can, you can go back to that episode. It is one of my all-time favorite movies. I think it might be my top ten of all time. It is a for me at least. It's a perfect masterpiece and which more than enough like deserves its classic status because you talked about it as well how some movies might not actually deserve a classic status yeah anyway once again i said on patreon check it out the scene in the <laughs> episode oh yeah um yeah but watching this um and every time i watch this i think i like it a little bit more because i've seen it i think four times now since i discovered it um a few years ago. I mean, I knew of it, but I, I did, I always heard it was just terrible, that all the sequels were terrible. But then I actually watched a third one, and I was like, what, this is actually pretty good. And then I saw the Red Media video where they talked about it, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. And watching it with their, like, commentary in my head was like, oh, shit, that, oh, fuck. And at this point, I, yeah, I might say that it's... <sighs> I'd say it's better than Be- the original. Better than the original! Yeah. Yeah. It's more interesting. I'm not saying the original is bad. It's not my my top f- ten or anything. Yeah, it's a good movie, and I, I do definitely understand the um the the what do you call White it? White House, that's the staying power, the classic. Yeah, 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 the classic status. I was about to say cult classic, but that's not. The no, right no, no, word. no, no. That's no. very different. <laughs> it's a classic status, yes, and yeah, I agree yeah. to that. Sure, it deserves it, but this is still better. First yeah, time in ever I'll ever say that a sequel is better than the original, probably. Yes, that's true. This is one of very few sequels that surpass the original. A lot of people would say Aliens and Terminator 2 is better than Alien and Terminator. I say fuck no. Um, some people would say The Godfather Part 2 is better than Godfather. I, I might, haven't. might be able to agree, but I'm not sure. Um, because I don't Part remember. Very long. I don't remember Aliens, so I can't really speak on that. Um, it, yeah. I need to watch them again. It's been so yeah, wa- sure. so long. It, Terminator, no, Terminator One is perfect. Oh yes. Um, I is there any other sequel? I haven't Honestly? actually seen. I'm trying to think any now. of the Godfather movies properly. Oh, whoa. Okay, well that's a, that's a future episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a long future episode. Yes, that's why I haven't watched them. <laughs> yeah. Um. Damn. Now I'm trying to think. I mean, like, is there a sequel that's like, better than the original? It depends on how you look at it. If you look at like the Harry Potter movies, 
that do yeah. get better and better, but it's because you that's age and the, co- the yeah. quality gets better and the, the story develops within all of them. It's it's you can't really like you don't really compare yeah. them. You watch them no, together. and it, that's that's I mean they are sequels, but it's like a continuation of an ongoing yes. story. So it's hard to say like. Oh yeah, I always liked the first Harry Potter, but like, no, you didn't. No, <laughs> the little kids. The effects are worse. If it's anything, silly. It, if anything, you you probably start liking the movies better l- around number four or something. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say my favorite, at least that I can remember, it's probably three because it's the most like stylish one, and it has werewolves, which is cool. Yeah, well, one werewolf. Aren't there two in the end? No, that's a that's not a, a werewolf. Teacher and that, a... But he's not a. Oh. oh no, he's just a dog or something. Yeah, he's a an anim, an, an how do you animagus? Yeah, that's the word. Who's the Potterhead here? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> anyway, back to the exorcist, I suppose. Or back to sequels. Yeah, um, it's, so it's no, it's I don't really know. There. A lot of a yeah. lot of sequels aren't better in general. This one, no. however, is definitely. Yeah, like, off the top of my head, uh, so please, if you're watching this on YouTube or anywhere where you can comment, please comment, other than Aliens and Terminator 2 and Godfather 2, which sequels are actually be- uh, Hey, I just thought of one, though. God damn it. I was about to say, year. or you can tweet at us. Or tweet at us, of course, at the Spoilercast. Or Spoiler comment cast. on the Instagram. Yeah, at if, the Spoilercast. Yes. Um, but last year, fucking Top Gun Maverick. Oh, right. Jesus That's because it's also like Christ. it works in a vacuum as well, so you can't. Yeah, I don't really think of it as like a, a sequel. It's like a new movie. It just happened to include some characters. Yeah, it's it it's because it's a backstory you could have in a first movie. Yeah, it just happens to actually be based on another movie. Exactly, yeah. exactly. But still, that is a sequel that <laughs> Technically, is much yes. better than. Oh the my god! Oh my god! Oh, have my you god. rewatched that yet? Oh yeah. Yeah, ha- I it's, haven't yet. It's I really want to, but I just um, haven't. Uh, my boyfriend has a thing where he starts loving a movie so much he watches it like once a week. Oh, okay. Maverick's one, one of those one? by now. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's I'm scared I, I won't like it as much. Oh, it's still cause... entertaining so much. Okay. I haven't sat down and like properly watched it full on through, but I've like sat down 20 minutes in and go, yeah, I'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's All so right. good. It's so good. Yeah. Check anyway. out that episode. <laughs> yes. Check out our where we talk about man crying. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, um, but back to Exorcist the Exorcist 3. 3. Yes, let's actually talk about There's, it now. I, I, along with me being tired, probably, Yeah, it feels a little... I don't know if it's just weird and I can't really, really follow along in their conversations. The conversations between Kinderman and Father Dyer. Mm. It's like they're talking about shit that has no value with anything. But yes. to them, it obviously means something. Yes, and that is... What I really like about this, I like, I love the dialogue, but it's it's weird. <laughs> it's weird because it's like a, it's like general conversation. They're not like they're not they almost never talk about anything specific. Like, oh, Father Dyer, you must help me to solve this, and I want to talk about my feelings th- about how I this world is so terrible. It's always like. It's so um, it's so casual. It's like they're having a general conversation, yeah. And these themes start to come up because that's what they always talk about, you know. Because you know that's the no, rapport. They have they have they both say they have to go and comfort the other, right? Because on on yeah, this day, for some reason, is it the day Father Karras died? Yes, it's on the day fifteen years right. ago that he died. So. And that day, they decided to go to the movies, to the flicks. Yes, and that's how in the. In the director's cut or extended version or whatever, uh, the one you watched that ends with oh, them going right. to the cinema watching Casablanca, I think, or are they just come? Uh, I don't remember. I don't yeah. remember. 
They do watch. They go to the movies. That's all I remember. Yeah. So they've kept this up um, over the last fifteen years. Um, and then they have a little like coffee and and talk, and that's yeah. when Father Dyer goes. I heard about the kid on the radio. Well, did you know him? And he's like, "Yes." Do you want to yeah. talk about it? No. <laughs> no, because it's horrific. Yeah, and it's a, like it's a he horrific... gets enough of that on on the job, sort of. This is where yeah. he goes to escape it. Yeah, and that's where they talk about where where they get into the whole why why Kinderman can't believe in God because why would God allow this yes. to happen to his his flock, so to speak. To a and, child, specifically. Specifically a child, yeah. Um, and just everything he sees every day, because it's, yeah. it's getting worse and worse. Yeah. Um, and that's also, just to sk- skip ahead a little bit, that's also something I really love in this movie. How it's not like, it's not like in Seven, where the world is, you know, fucking a dystopian nightmare. Um, and it's raining all the time and everything's dirty <laughs> and trashy. But there is this... There is this, um, there is this nihilistic tone to everything. Like, like people don't really care anymore. Um, yes. Like, like, like the the main nurse who who you know she does her job, but she doesn't really seem to care that She's much. She's the the, really. the skinny one with the is it red lips or red nails? Yeah, uh, red red lipstick. Red yeah. lips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's just she's just doing her job. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like the other cops, except for the the African American guy, the the younger cop, he seems to really care oh, about the, the other uh, cops. What do you call him, Lord Jim or something? I don't remember. Did he actually have a name? I actually, don't know. no, but he calls him the Kinderman calls him something specific after oh, he's been on. He did. Did you enjoy your uh, trip on the river or something? And he calls him something specific. Uh, either way, I don't remember. Yeah, he but he's but, only there to like convey information, though he doesn't really have much of a personality. No, exactly. But I do. It's kind of funny because. I, I'm wondering. No, okay, I'm not gonna go into this big tangent about <laughs> how how like people like get an agent and pop up in a bunch. No, I'm not gonna talk about that. But I do recognize from a bunch of other movies around that a bunch of a, a few other movies around that time. He has a small role in the first Die Hard movie as oh. a cop, I think, like one of the main cops. Um, he's also uh, a CIA agent in uh, License to Kill, the the second Timothy Dalton Bond movie from '89. And then, of course, he did this in 1990. I think he's... I might be misremembering, but I think he's in the first Lethal Weapon in 87. So there's this timeline where he pops up everywhere, mostly playing cops or agents, or only playing cops and agents. But then, at least I can't remember him from anything after that. So I'm wondering, like, his agent really got him a few good gigs to get him into the... To the uh, the industry, and then he disappeared because it didn't I, really work out. I I I found a, a really weird. It's not a cameo technically, but to me, it's a cameo. The yeah. the blind man in the dream. Oh yeah, that's uh, Samuel Jackson. I did in, not like, realize a super that. Early role. <laughs> yeah, no, because he's the one who says the living are deaf or something. Uh, because yeah. the lady's trying to reach us on the phone in the dream sequence. Um, he's dubbed. It's not his voice. Oh, that's why you don't really recognize oh, him because okay. he has these big headphones, big glasses. You can't really see it's him. Yeah, that's true. But if you know it's him, you see it. Um, I have, but to, I have to go through that scene again because that yeah. scene, I didn't clock anything. Like that is just oh, except for the fact. I mean, I I saw a bunch of things. I was like, are we supposed to know who these people are? No, 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 no. Or it's, like it's... the boy and and father. Uh, 
Di- yeah, the boy is there, and Detective Father Dyer is there. Yeah, but that's before Father Dyer. We know that Father Dyer is dead, right? Yeah, before we know, before we've seen it, but yeah. he has been murdered in during that night. So, so sure, but uh, we didn't Kinderman know is, it. Is having a like uh, a dream slash premonition about yes. it. Yes, um, which you which do is, realize like, straight away because the next scene is him learning that yeah, Father exactly. Dyer is dead. Um, which is you know a subtle hint that you know. There is, you know, some sort of spiritual connection. Uh, yes. Or, uh, or a, an afterlife because he saw something that he shouldn't know, you know. Yeah. Uh, but no, the rest is just supposed to be, you know, strange because it's supposed to be dreams. So it's dream logic, first of sure, all. Sure, sure. And it's also supposed to be sort of like... Um, um, it's the waiting room um, before heaven. <laughs> yeah. So it's not... Uh, what's it called? It's not purgatory. It's just, you know... Before you actually get to heaven or hell, you know it's it's the lobby of the the of the hospital sort of. It kind of looks like a hospital though. Yeah, but you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of uh, the the dream sequence hospital from the first movie where uh, Damien goes to see his mother in the dream. Yes, it's all it's, it's all white, and it has like very high ceilings. It feels like in the I'm movie as well. Guessing they wanted to do a bit of a similarity there, just yeah, to probably. have like some more connection. <laughs> Yeah, because it makes sense. That is again. I think it's the doesn't. That's where he realizes that his mother's dead or something. Or is it after he knows she's dead? He's just finding comfort in seeing her again. I don't remember. Yeah, he's uh, he he knows he he already knows she's dead. Right. He's just dreaming about it. It's him. You know, it, it's 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 supposed to symbolize him falling further and further away from the grace of God. So yeah, that's the one. That's yes. why you see the rosary fall. Just as you see the rosary fall in this. Yes. Yeah, in the beginning of that dream sequence. And that dream sequence also is there to like emphasize the fact that uh, people, this way he says, the living are deaf. Because you, you can't contact us from heaven because we won't listen because we've lost our faith. Yes. It's part of that, you know. Um, and I, I love, once again, the dialogue there. When uh, the little, what's the kid's name? They mention it once, I think. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you, the last Kintry, isn't it Thomas Kintry? Yes, Thomas Kintry, yes. When he walks up, like, hey, look, uh, Detective Kinderman, he's like, hey, kid. And he's just like, I'm sorry you were murdered, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> it's so, because it's a dream, so, you know. It's casual. Yeah, it's, but I love those little touches. And, uh, and uh, like we mentioned before, like, the how, how just general conversation between Kinderman and the other cops and Father Dyer um, reveals so much about their character. Like, there's almost no exposition in this movie, other than no. talking about the victims when they were murdered. But sure, that's sure, but that's talk. yeah, that's not exposition. That's what they have to do. <laughs> that's yeah, procedures. Yeah, um, but you 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 find out so much about all the characters through dialogue between yes. the characters, um, and that really shows that not only is this based on a book, it is uh, adapted by the actual. Uh, 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 author of the book, yeah, and he is also directing, which is why there is a lot of just scenes of people talking. I think, yeah, because how um, else would you convey anything in a book without them yeah. talking? But beyond that, William Peter Blatty, he was mainly known as an author. I mean, he was an author. He wasn't ever a director. He made two movies. He made the Ninth Configuration, which is another based on a book. I don't know if he wrote the book though. Doesn't matter. Uh, he wrote the the script at least. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, he wrote and directed this movie. And this is his second movie. I think Ninth Configuration was a few years before. Um, but this movie is so... It has such a distinct style. Um, 
not that it's like it's not not that it's like stylish. It's not like a Matrix movie or anything. No, no. Or, or like you said, like Seven. It doesn't have that. It 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 feels very grounded. Um, you know, there's no color schemes or anything. But there's the way he like emphasizes on details. Yes. Which is insane. Like because that's the one thing. If you've ever directed anything like a a skit or a little thing for in school or something, or like me and my friends didn't actually thought we knew how to direct things. You know that like attention to detail is very important. Oh yes. Um, just to think like like doing pickup shots like a hand picking something up instead of just having master shots. It's very important to like make the flow of a scene better. Exactly, yeah. Sometimes um, you need to show how a person just got something in their hand. They can't just show up with it. Yeah, it yeah, makes exactly. no sense. You need to you need to um add a little yeah, pickup shots. Yeah. A little flair. Um, yeah, and then beyond that just, you know, yeah, be sure to like have like be the details are important. And this movie is full of like details but also like weird details especially the the best scene for that is uh, um after the the second or well, after the first priest is murdered in the in the confession booth yes um you you only see you you don't first of all you don't see the old lady but we know it's the old lady or we at least we find that out later that it's the old lady who's done it being possessed by the gemini killer the old lady from the hospital right yeah who's sitting there like little things 17 yeah. of them the, yeah the woman from whatever arrowhead park i slit her throat and watched the blood flow or whatever yeah yeah that scene and you see him you never see her Whenever they cut to her side, you just see darkness, yes. which is great. But you see his reactions to it, and then that that super weird laughter that is so it's it almost sounds like the woman who made the the demon voice from the first movie, but I don't think it is. Uh, but wait, that lady is called in this movie. She's called it's Mrs. Clelia, right? The one with the radio and the phone. No, it's 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 the it's the woman in in black in the beginning of the movie. Oh. But the the voice comes back, so it's not her doing the voice. The voice comes back in uh, in other scenes with other characters, so that's supposed to be the like demon voice. Oh. So there's some sort of voiceover character here, or voiceover actor. Because in the end, it's Mrs. Clelia who's climbing on the ceiling. Yes, but that's not the lady in the. No, movie. okay, 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 fine, fine. See, Either I'm way. a bit confused here, but yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we never see that. And then we don't see the murder uh, when she murders the priest. Instead, we get like shots of the sh- church to a disembodied woman's voice screaming on the top of her lungs. Yes. And then we see like the aftermath. We see the blood with that super low, like guttural growl. It's not even yeah. music, it's just a sound like. Brrrr. I love that. How that like permeates everything. Like it's not music, it's just evil noise um, <laughs> yeah. and you see the little kids who were there. of course they were there when someone discovered the priest so they're no people are in shock so they didn't even think of like yeah, and the shielding the children so they're just sitting there and the woman walking out of there looking confused because at that point the Gemini killer has left her body and she's just like what are people screaming about because yeah. she doesn't know what she's done right and at that point you don't realize that but watching it in you're like oh Fuck! You see that in her eyes. She's just like, hmm? I probably what? need to rewatch it to see those details, though. Yeah, yeah. There's so many I've only little details like that. Um, and like we said, like you don't you don't see the priest's body. You yeah. only see people. You see him watching reacting, the body. though. 
Yes, yes, yes. Just before he dies, you can see him, which, uh, I'm sorry, but it's, that acting oh, was a little bit bad. Yeah. Because he looks like he's being stabbed with, before he's being stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's horrified because maybe he sees the demon in there. Yeah, I guess, I suppose. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the eyes are yellow or something. Something, yeah. Well, yeah. You see Karis with yellow eyes later. So. Exactly. It's the yellow-eyed yellow demon, you know? No. Yeah. Wait, what's that um, from? Huh? The yellow-eyed demon, that's from something. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well. I was I was thinking of the Yellow King, but that's different. No, no, never mind. Um, and, and and more details like that, like like before before Patient X or Gemini Killer or Damon Karras is actually introduced, we see him in the cell. We see Kinderman notice him, but not like who's that. He just looks in on him and like okay, yeah, and, and then on. he gets distracted because then the uh, uh, lieutenant comes in again and goes, "Hey, we got yeah. info." Mm, and yeah, we, yeah. isn't that when we get? A scene from inside the cell, and you just hear him. I died something. something. When I, yeah, I was twenty-one years when I died the first time. Yeah, and he's just like, what? Yeah, okay, but that's because weirdo. <laughs> that's where he because he they talk about him already awakening like six weeks ago when the murder started. Again. Yes, but this is like because now he can feel the presence of Kinderman basically. So this that energizes him and yeah, and you know, hearing that detail at first he's like, what the fuck does that mean? But it, what it means is that this is the Gemini killer. Yeah. He was he was twenty one years old when they electrocuted him in the electrical in the electric chair. Yeah, that's where you electrocute someone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. They executed him, I should yes. say, in the electric chair. Um, by the way, he's played by Brad Dourif, who we talked about a couple of episodes ago. Oh yeah, in um the Chucky. Patreon episode about uh, child's play. Yes. Yeah. Check that out as well. Patreon.com slash no Um once again. One of the best actors of our oh, time. Oh, yes. Uh, criminally underused in movies. Um, but every time he shows up, it's just like... Ah. Oh, yeah. Even like a great job here. I don't know if you remember this, but when we did... Uh, last About a year ago, we did, um, as a companion piece to Scream 5, we talked about Scream ripoffs. Like yes. uh, Valentine and uh, something else. And then Suburb... Uh, not Suburban. Urban... Uh, urban... Urban Legends. You remember that one? Yeah. Probably the worst of those ripoffs. Um, he has a very small role as like the gas station attendant in the beginning of that movie where the first urban legend, you know, someone's in the back of your car. You know, that, right. that legend. Yeah. yeah. He's the creepy guy at the gas station who tries to stop her from leaving and she's scared of him, but she should be scared of who's ever in the back of her car. So even in that small role, I don't know if you remember, he's great. No, I don't actually remember that as him, and oh, okay. I can't even find it on his. Uh, <laughs> um, you remember Mr. but I'm pretty sure that's him. It's possible. It's not yeah. not yeah. impossible, at least. Yeah. Either way, yeah, he's great, and he talking about dialogue. He has so much just salacious, delectable dialogue in this, and yes. he. The way he delivers it is like how he enunciates every word. Like it's almost like he like he just enjoys being able to speak again. Every <laughs> word comes out like this. Yes. He doesn't slur a single syllable, especially when he talks about the victims. And there's this little, this little, little the little pauses. Sometimes his voice is both, I think, in editing or in but just by him, like it gets lower in pitch. And he like yeah. really emphasizes certain details. And Lieutenant it's supposed Kinderman. to sound like the demon voice, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because we also get uh, Dar- 
Father Karras's voice at times, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because and that's kind of funny because it's it is first time you watch it. Maybe it was for you as well. Um, it's a little confusing why that patient X, so to speak, uh, is played by two people. Um, no, I wasn't... got that part, but I don't oh, understand. Okay. I don't understand how Father Karras can be there though. Well, he that's he that he explains in one of the few but <laughs> very long exposition scenes. Where he explains that, like, when he died in the electrical chair, his 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 uh, his spirit or whatever was up in limbo, so to speak. But um, uh, they, Legion, the demon, whatever, yeah, um, had kind of you know taken a liking to him because his 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 murders, his crimes were so heinous, and they were like against God, basically. He was they were feeding. His... It was feeding them, basically. Yeah, it was. It was because they talk about that originally. He killed his father to shame him, or ki- right. because his father was a, a a pastor. I don't know what the difference priest, pastor, whatever. A religious man. Yeah, and he kept killing people in a sacrilegious way to shame his father's memory. So I guess that yeah makes you very like interesting to demons. Sure, of course, they always want to piss to the off Antichrist. God. You know, yeah. Um, so they, they wanted him to continue his work because just like the demons, their, their, their one purpose is to make people lose their faith. That's yes. we talked, like we talked about that in the exorcist episode. It's and to they mock talk about God. That in the exorcist. Yeah. It's to mock God and make people, uh, leave the grace of God basically. Yeah. Um, and the Gemini murders are so horrific that, and we see this in Kinnerman. They make him lose his faith in God. Like, yeah. there's no God in a world where a guy like James Veneman can go around crucifying little children and cut their heads off. Um, or, you know, split open a nurse and fill her body with rosary beads. Yeah. But no, there is no fucking God or here. Or empty a body of blood and put it beside him. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there, there can't be a God. That, and that's, that's why they wanted him to continue murdering people. Because he was like, he was just doing their work for them. Yeah, and they chose Father Karras because he died at the same time, right? It was it was fortuitous, and he talks about that. It's, it's a it's a great it's a great irony because he dies at the very same time, so you have a fresh body, but it's also the body of a man who defeated a demon yeah. literally moments before. But did they then reanimate Father Karras's body with the Gemini killer's spirit? Yes, and he talks about this how it took him weeks to even like get his brain to work again. Because that's oh, also interesting. So how it's they... like it's like Karas technically just got brain dead from that fall. He didn't actually die. No, he did die. But you yeah, know, but they... to the rest of the world, I mean. Cause... Yes, because they did bury him. They talk about how it took him like days to get out of the coffin, that cheap little coffin. Oh right. Vow. When he talks about a vow of uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, not cheapness. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, a vow of uh, not living too expensive. Yeah. He's like, pathetic. Yeah, because he doesn't care about things like that. Oh, but then he, he, how did people react when he all of a sudden reemerged? Well, that's the thing. Um, like He wasn't like a well-known person. No, other no. Than, other than him doing this exorcism, which I don't think was like big news thing. Um, when people picked him up, they just I'm, thought he was some crazy guy walking along the pier because he talked about how they picked up, uh, or he was walking along the the river or whatever. Um, yeah. They thought it was a crazy guy. That's why they brought him to the to the, to the hospital. 
and he's been put in there because he's trying to explain to them that yeah, I'm the Gemini killer, but I'm in another person's body. They're yeah, like, yeah, he, you're crazy. Stay but he here. was basically <laughs> he was basically catatonic because he talks. The Gemini killer talks about how, like, for the last fifteen years, he's been trying right. to like make the body work again. Unfortunately, he's stuck in this cell now, so he can't he can't, <laughs> can't physically do kill anyone. But since he is surrounded by all these weak minds, he can transfer his consciousness into the the other people. And make Cata- him do it. Catatonics are such easy prey, as he yeah. says. That's why he uses old people to kill, uh, to, to murder his victims. And yeah, I just find it a bit odd that no one reacted to, hey, you're that guy who died. You're that guy who performed an exorcist on that actress's daughter. Uh... Yeah, I all mean, those years ago. That is a bit of a flaw, which they do address. Like some people knew, they just they didn't, didn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, because the the creepy the creepy doctor who works in the disturbed ward, which I love that this is the disturbed ward when he says it. <laughs> yeah, they're not psychopaths; they're disturbed. Um, who also he has a bunch of you know occult stuff on his walls and. He seems very nervous. Obviously, another man who has completely lost faith—not just in God, but in humanity. Yeah, he's, he's the he's he, the he last nervous. doctor to die. Yeah, right? he's, al- he's he's always uh, smoking his cigarette, lighting another cigarette with the butt of the the last one. Yeah, he he uh, he he commits suicide because that's because one, yeah. because he knows that the 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 guy in cell four eleven is Damien Karras, the guy who died fifteen years ago. Cell four eleven. Is that really right? Because Father Dyer is in four, room 411. Oh, sorry. No, yeah, he's in cell something else. Sorry, yeah. he's room 411. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Sorry. Um, and he, so he knows about it. Um, and, obviously and he obviously has believes Trying to it. deal with the fact that, like, how is a man who died 15 years ago sitting alive in that room? Uh, and it's like the last straw for him. And then when the him. cop comes in and starts saying there's a Gemini killer who's probably not dead, and there's like, yeah, there's some yeah. more weird shit going on. <laughs> exactly, and it, it becomes too much for him, and he just kills himself. Yeah. Right. Um, but back to those back to those scenes between Kinderman and Patient X. There's just it's just it's it's fucking top notch dialogue oh, yes. delivered by one of like we said one of the best actors ever with that fucking voice and his. The way he's acting and how he can switch from... Because sometimes it feels like he is uh, the demon. For the most yes. part, he feels like the demon talking. But then there's those moments where he just becomes enraged. Like, no, I'm still alive, you know. For me, that feels like that's James Veneman. Like, he's well, still yeah, stuck in the there Gemini. somewhere. Gem- Gem- that's a Gemini killer, yeah. Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> um, and like, so he's almost like pissed that the demon is... Take, have taken control of him in another body. So there's like three people vying for control in there. Because then you have a few moments when it's actually Damien Karras. Yeah, especially like, towards the end. Especially towards the end. And the one time, which we don't see in the movie, but we hear someone mention that he... Like the first thing he ever said was, save your servant, which is of course... Yeah. Um, uh, a, a hint at how to defeat the, the demon. Or in, in the end, save your servant, you know. Kill Damien Karras so that he's not stuck in, in 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 this hell that he is stuck yeah. in. Yeah. So save him by killing him, but also save your servant because that's what God did. You know, once yes. again connecting the whole thing to God, faith. Yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so that that and that's that's the main thing. Like, sure, it feels a bit choppy here and there. I think because sometimes yeah. they literally cut like. The second someone has finished their sentence, they zip, 
cut to another scene and just goes right into dialogue in another scene. And there's a few times, like, all of a sudden, uh, Kinderman is visiting Dyer, Father Dyer in the hospital. And he's like, but, but, ten seconds ago in the last scene, they were, he was fine. Like, what happened? Yeah. There are, the feels like there's things missing. And I no, know that No, we do that get that... one scene in between where he gets a phone. No, that's when he's dead. Fuck. Exactly, that's when he's dead. Uh... Yeah. He just shows up at the hospital and you're like, who's visiting? Oh, Dyer? Okay. How, yeah, how, when did that happen? How did he know? <laughs> yeah. And I know that there was that's a lot of studio. That's pickup shots missing. Yeah, and I mean the whole thing with with the Father Morning, who was like, "What? Who is this guy? What is he doing here?" You know, the blonde uh, priest. Oh yeah. Who feels completely uh, separate from the rest of the movie? And guess what? That's because he is. Those are those are like um, yeah, uh, uh, reshoots basically. Oh. Because this was one of those movies where the studio started meddling. Of uh, like, no, you should do this. It should be, should do that. Um, like. William Peter Blatty wanted to call it Legion to begin with, because that's sure, the name of the book. Sure. But, but they were like, no, no one's going to... No yeah, no one's going to watch that, so call it Exorcist 3. Okay, can I call it Exorcist 3 Legion? They're like, no, call it Exorcist 3. <laughs> yeah. So that's where it started. Um, and then too of many course, letters yeah. in the title cost too much to print on a poster, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially back it's then. The, it's uh, Revenge of the Jedi over Return of the Jedi. You save yeah. 50 cents on paint. Exactly. <laughs> Um. Uh, but then, of course, the whole like they wanted a a, a priest to to uh, do. An, they wanted an exorcism in the end, which the yes. original ending is not that. Um. We we're, we'll talk about that later because uh yeah, and the the whole thing with having like a a pious priest, kind of an exorcist, just like just like uh, Max von Sydow in the last movie. Yeah. Who is this character who doesn't really show up until the end, but he's always there, and they talk about him, and you see him. Um, that was supposed to be Father Morning in this, but he was never in the original. I don't. He's not in the book, and he was definitely not in the script. Like, this was all supposed to be about Lieutenant Kinderman. So they like, no, you gotta have a priest in there as well. Yeah, you know, it's the exorcist. You need yeah, to have exorcist. an exorcism and, and the priests, even though we have a bunch of priests, though yeah. most of them die. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so there was a bunch of that and like I said there's, there feels like there's stuff missing f- between where Dyer is fine and Dyer is dying yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, um, so there's, there's stuff missing and it feels like there's scenes cut out and the opening feels very choppy um, the whole watching Father Dyer look down the, the, the staircase uh, watching Kinderman sit in his study and like Look at a picture of Damien Karras and go, Damien. Yeah. Oh, Damien. It's like, what? This the first, short, like, I, I, I was like, what, what is happening? I had to rewatch that like two times. Like, why? what is he saying? No, he's just saying Damien. Why? Yeah. And, oh. Because <laughs> I have it on Blu-ray. I have the, the cheapo uh, collection box I bought. I've never watched that version of the movie. Um, and then, but then I have the Arrow release, Arrow Video. Great company. Check them out. They release uh, a bunch of like, Great editions of older movies that are somewhat lost sometimes, or the cult classics. Um, and that that Arrow Blu-ray that I bought, it has two versions of the movie. It has the original theatrical release, but then it has one that's called The Exorcist Three Legion, oh. which is a version that was uh, thought to be lost for a long time, like like stuff that ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, uh, you know, th- things that the studio made uh, Blatty cut out. Yeah. Um, it's put in back into the movie. Unfortunately, Blatty is dead at this point, so he wasn't involved in doing that. But they they went like by the original script and looked at like uh, 
uh, storyboard to try and like faithfully recreate what he wanted to make the the actual Legion movie he wanted yeah. to make. Um. So there's a lot of like shitty because uh, they couldn't re- they couldn't properly remaster it because some of it only existed on like videotape. <laughs> so it's, it's it's this horrible like change in quality, but it's okay, you know. Um, and that version is better. It is story it's, wise. It's more yeah, story wise. Um, and it it's, it starts without those stupid introductions of Dyer and uh, uh, Kinnerman. And I'm I might be just jumbling them in my head, but I'm pretty sure that the the theatrical version on that Arrow release also doesn't have those introductions of Dyer and Kinnerman in the beginning. That it just starts with the shot going down the street where you see the kid with the rose. Oh, you mean uh, the the, the the demon scene, I suppose, or the demon uh, yeah, flying through the city. Yeah, and the, the scene of the Jesus statue opening yeah. his eyes. Once again, another great detail. Yes. Like, who would even think of doing that? I need to ask. Because it never comes there's, back. There's a bunch of statues that are weird in this movie. Yes, there's the there's the priest statue later in the um, in the not the church but the the place whatever it's called. Looks like the Joker. Yeah, and he holds a knife. He looks like yeah, a yeah, demon yeah, no. vampire Joker or something. And of course, the decapitated Jesus statue yes. in the uh, hospital, which is a callback to the yes. Jesus head, a Jesus statue head. Uh, or, uh, that no one noticed that, that none of the cops I, noticed yeah, I love that, that. I'm like, hello just zooms in around yeah. time and time and like hello I want to talk about that scene head. that scene where we see that that strange demon Jesus statue with the knife yeah. the, what is that scene <laughs> where the lights start to flicker and that lady comes with the speech and scares the shit out of is it Kinderman I think yes. it's Kinderman yes he's there to what talk to like the, 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 the uh, not the bishop but like some sort of arch guy Main priest. priests. I don't know. I don't know religious things. Um, oh, it's well, the guy who who uh, is talking to Father Dyer in the beginning when, when yes. we see all the. He asks about the Why priest being Olympics an asshole to their, and uh, yeah, yeah, to their sponsors. Right. Well, it's Lee Richardson who plays university president, isn't it? I don't. Uh, maybe I don't Could know. Be. I'm not sure. Um, well, he's there to talk about like. Uh, well, he's there to talk about Damien Karras, right? That's what I'm not sure about. Because the conversation sure. they have is completely lost to me. I have no clue what they talk about. Because then all of a sudden lights start to flicker and, and wind, weird winds come through the house and this starts making noises yeah. and, and Kinderman is like hearing shit and then all of a sudden this lady just turns up with a speech and That's a black another... raincoat. I'm, and then I'm wa- when they just zoom out to look at like a, a hallway where you think you're going to see like a demon or something, it's the weirdest statue in the corner. Yeah, it looks like a Joker statue. Or like the, it looks, it like, looks the... like Count Chuck. Chuck you know the series? No, dude? no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, he he looks like a cartoon. That guy doesn't look like a cartoon. Look like a cartoon? No, no, okay. no. He looks like a Joker from like the early two thousands comic books. I think. Yeah, a cartoon. No. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I I wonder if that because that that's where I'm like maybe because may, that feels like a scene that the studio said like we need a creepy scene where yeah. like we're like uh, we get a scare. Yes. Uh, like just shoot shoot that. Shoot a spooky scene. Add a, also, yeah, add some creepiness. Yeah, which I don't like. Cause studio no. interference is like 99% of the time it's bad. It just, yeah. cuz studio heads and producers they don't know movies. Most of them They don't, don't add value. They add jump scares. Yeah. There are producers that do, but they're very rare. Sure. Uh, but that scene I really like cuz mm. it's like 
Because it's it's when they mention Damien Karras' name. He says Karras. That's when the door starts opening and you see the paper flicking. Ah, yes, that's right. It's like his spirit is there. Like, like uh, uh, w- w- once again, like showing that there is there is there is uh, an attempt to like bridge the spiritual world with the real world. Right. But Kinnerman Kinnerman reacts, of course, and once again in this Netflix version, I don't know if it's just better sound or if I just didn't remember it, but I could hear all these voices that I did not hear on my Blu-ray. Um, we could hear people like whispers, yeah, which is super creepy. Once again, like in the Exorcism of Emily Rose, I won't hear that one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I haven't gone back to watch that yet. But oh gonna, my but god, I wanna, um, um, and it's him just like oh shivers. Sorry, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> him just going at like what the fuck is going on? It just yeah. won't stop. Goes over minutes. It feels like, and then of course they bookend it with a. When the lady runs into him, yes, uh, for some reason just, you know, she's running through a dark, like church-looking building in black raincoat and rain yeah, hat, and a huge white hat, uh, black hat. Yeah, <sighs> like of course you're gonna scare someone, lady. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I do like I, I do like that scene because it's just like 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 the spirits are among us, basically. Yeah, is what that scene is saying. But and it, it, it because I bit... was too tired, I think it felt kind of disconnected, though. Like know, it was yeah, very the... random. And that's the thing. A lot of the scenes feel a bit disconnected, but like they work. And I don't know if I'm being hypocritical here, talking about how <laughs> everything should be connected in a movie. But I kind of like that. They're li- they are like little, little like um, little inserts of like 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 they're setting tone, setting mood, um, and like like almost like adding to the theme. Of, of spirituality and faith. Yeah, yeah, Every I suppose it does. Um, and it's it's so different because yeah, you rarely see something being disconnected like that but still fitting in somehow. You don't see that a lot in movies. I really need to watch it again to actually I really appreciate think you should, yeah. it. Because I, I really think... Because this got terrible reviews when it came out. Oh, yeah. It's which got I, don't a... underst- I don't understand. <laughs> it's I, got a meta score of 48. Which is bullshit. Like, even if you don't... Yeah, it's not as good as the original. This is... Clearly should be up in the, like, high 70s for me. Just just on the, like... The merits of, like, acting and 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 uh, writing. Like, George C. Scott is amazing in this movie. He is, like... He he is just a guy who does not give a fuck anymore in this. And he, he does it so well. In the, the first scene when he's talking to his police buddies... And he's pointing oh, out yeah. some sort of, like, detail... The, the other guy and he's like hey you're a racist yeah he starts talking and, about uh, his his, uh, his test like, of some sort yeah where he made fun of of, of rabies, rabies. <laughs> and like hey those are the Jewish priests and, like, and once again like, cause that's the shit he like he points that shit out because once again like yeah nobody cares in this world everyone just hates each other there, there's racists everywhere you know yeah ah, I love that detail um how he and he's always screaming like well it's in the file it's not in the file, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, you know. I love it. He's because he's he's just over it. Um, zero fucks given should be his face, you know that meme. <laughs> just like because he does not give a fuck anymore. No. He's too tired. Like he's literally lost all faith. Um, or or the the uh, uh, what are they called? The guys who do the autopsy. Uh, the the coroner, yeah, the, 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 the 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 coroner for the police officers. 
when he's showing off the 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 bone the bone cracker thing that they cut off the nurse's head with. Right. Yeah. Um. He also seems to like. He doesn't seem to like care that like. Oh yeah, we just got a new bone cracker. What happened with the last one? Was it stolen? And he's like, oh. like obviously, yeah. yeah, that's the tool they've been using to kill people. Then moron, like nobody cares, nobody cares anymore. <laughs> They're like, yeah, even if but it is, Kinderman, it's not my but problem. Kinderman picks up on it. Yes, because he's yeah, a cop. That's, he's that's a good all, cop. Yeah, he's a cop, but that's all he sees. He sees. He just sees the bad in in the world anymore. Other than when he when he's with Dyer. Yeah, um, I mean, we do get to see that a little bit with his like home family, home life as well, because he he worries about his daughter. Yeah, as soon as she has to leave the house, he's like, oh, but you know, again, and he's, and it's late. And he's annoyed at his uh, mother-in-law's uh, comments about Jews when she's like, they're wackos. <laughs> I mean, well, he doesn't like he his mother-in-law in general. racist to her as well, but you know. You can't really do mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. But he can't avoid her and the carp she's got swimming in the bathtub. Yes, because otherwise he's going to kill it. And Father Dyer... Literally can't stop laughing as he's yeah. talking about this. Because <laughs> that's for him, it he realizes it's funny. But yes. honestly, at that moment, for Kinderman, that is like the 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 biggest plight in his life. He can't oh, yeah. go home because there's a goddamn fish in his bathtub who's been swimming up and it's, down for days. Yeah. Oh, it's so. He great. hasn't been able to shower, and you're standing very close. I haven't. I know. I you're standing tell. close to me. Can you tell? <laughs> I haven't bathed in three days. <laughs> That's and it's so good. Such that's, a weird that, combo, but a very good one. Yeah, that's another thing that shows that this is made by a person who usually writes books. Yes, this is super dark, super heavy themes, but it's also hilarious. Yes, and, and, it, and it and it works. It never feels jarring. Like it can be funny in one scene, super dark in the next. Like you have the whole um, they go into the cinema in the beginning, police business when he just walks past ticket guy. Funny. They talk about the carp. Hilarious. Yes. The very next scene, they're eating in that bar or whatever it is, restaurant, diner, um, steakhouse, diner, uh, yeah, something. Where we have another uh, cameo, by the way, uh, by Larry King, who's uh, you, you can't recognize him because he's young in that oh. movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's always been old, but I guess he was young in 1990, um, and he's in it for like one second. That's literally because he was walking down the street. He knew William Peter Blatty. He's like, do you want to be in the movie? He's like, okay. okay. Basically. Um, uh, but yeah, and so that's the next scene after them talking about the carp. And that's where he like, you know, he starts talking about why, why he doesn't care about, he doesn't believe in God anymore. And he's like, ah, come on. You you believe in God, don't you? Like, And then he starts bringing up the details about the Kintry boy. Yeah. And you can see Father Dyer just barely being able once again he can't keep his composure but this time he's not laughing he's almost he almost starts crying he's worried about him yeah um and then the lady comes up with the coffee and they they both are like oh oh, 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 no 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 thank you yeah this is the awkward interruption they're both like visibly shook yeah uh, over the details when he talks about them but once again it works hilarious in one scene horrific in the next but it doesn't feel jarring at all no because again, uh, because the main character is no matter what he's talking about he has the same <laughs> more yeah. or less the same way of saying it that's true and that's help that helps a lot once again and that and i i feel that's a combination of amazing writing of course since you have the original author great performance by george c scott yes but then also william peter blatty being able to 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 Rain all that in in his directing, yeah, and 
once again, I just want to point out, this is his second movie he's directing. It's insane. <laughs> I, I really wish he made more movies, but he, he, he died. Not, maybe I'm wrong, but I think he died not too long after this movie. I might be wrong. William Peter. Uh, 2017, actually. Oh, okay. Well, then he could have made a lot more movies. What the hell, man? <laughs> he, directed, he directed three movies. Oh, he did? Wait. Oh, yeah, no. They're counting The Exorcist 3 Legion as oh, his yeah. movie, as a separate movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, Ninth Configuration. Oh, that was actually 10 years before this. I really gotta yeah. check that movie out. Anyway, yeah. Um, so, even, even like, so we talked about, like, sure, sure it's not flawless. No, um, there, no. There's, there is, obviously, because there's these weird cuts, which sometimes feels like it's a studio interference, but he makes them work. And just to go back to that, because um, we talked about, that's where we started talking about studio interference. Um, the fact that Jason Miller, who plays uh, Damien Karras, at this point, was kind of... Uh, I think he was an alcoholic. I mean, it might even have been that when he made the first movie. Oh. Um, so he was, like, in, in bad shape. I mean, he looks old because he is older, but he looks, like, he looks haggard. Well, it's but fine, because like, he's supposed to be demon-possessed yeah, and, no, but and it's, it's psychotic as well, so... <laughs> it's not makeup. That's just how he looked. No Whoops. offense. Um... Because I, I think he had problems with, with the drink, so to speak. Um, so he had, like, trouble even remembering lines. And he was slurring lines. He's like, we understand that you want to work with him. Because uh, he was in the ninth configuration as well. So I think he had, like, a working relationship with uh, Blatty. Um, but, like, it just didn't... It, it wasn't happening. It's like, they needed someone else to, like, do his scenes. So they got uh, uh, Brad Dorif to do it. But in a way, it works. Like they that made kept, it better, they, they, almost. Yeah, and I I know that that was not the original choice to like. They wanted to replace uh, Jason Miller completely, and just have him say like, "Ah, yes." But that would have made that would have made sense because then like, why? It's not his body. Yeah, you can just say that he's been possessed. Then you need to show it as well. Yeah. So instead, it is. It is. Because he kept some the, the all the lines that were that worked. Once again, he's great when he actually, you know, Manages is, is to, on screen. To do it, yeah. yeah, the the stuff that they kept is great. Yeah, even though it's not a lot. Um, but because there are several like spirits or entities or whatever in there, it's a really cool choice then to have him physically look different depending on who's actually speaking. Yes, it so hammers they, home the fact that it is different people. Inside yeah. the same body, yeah. Um, so they took this this uh, this uh, compromise. That's not really it's studio interference, but it's also like Blatty knew like I, I, I can't use what we've shot with him. They're like, okay, pick another guy, reshoot everything. He's like, no, I'll keep the scenes that are good, and then we'll just add on Brad Dorif. They probably choice. like reshot everything and just cut it together. Probably, perfectly, though. yeah. Once again, though, great choice as a director. It's like, no, no, I'm yeah. actually going to keep the good Jason Miller scenes. Yeah. Because then he weaved that into the character that, like, he it's supposed to be Jason Miller's body because it is supposed to be Damon Karras' body. Yes. But Kinderman sees the Gemini killer because he was the one who caught the Gemini killer back and 15 years ago. And he knows. 
by then that that is yeah. the spirit. So when he hears the Gemini killer talking through Damon Karras, he sees the Gemini yeah. killer. And it that works. Once again, that's very jarring if you don't luckily, think about though, it. Luckily, Jason Miller managed to do, managed to do the, the last two Yes, angles. which is the most important when he yes. says, No, if, do it now! Kill me now! they wouldn't have been Jason Miller, that wouldn't have worked. Then it would, yeah, that, the whole movie would have fell apart. Yeah. Because that's the most important part. Because once again, it's it's him, you know, uh, fighting the demon for control over his body. And for the one second he managed to take control over his body again, instead of throwing himself out a window here, he tells Kinnerman to shoot me, kill me yes. now! Because once again, that's how you stop it. Once again, call back to the original. Like, they literally defeat the demon the same way. But with bullets but instead of a staircase. That's a question I have, though. Because, okay, so in the first movie, we don't have a name for the demon. In the second movie, we get told that it's supposedly Pazuzu. Yeah. Dumbest demon name ever. Is this supposed to be another demon? Or is it Pazuzu again? No, listen, the whole don't even bother with the second movie. <laughs> so it's just, listen, it's not supposed movie, to be the same mov- demon as in the first movie at all. It's just a demon. Uh, those are, you know, you know what you're, you know what you're doing now? You're world building, and no, that's ruining just... the story. No, 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 no. Because it adds nothing to the story to figure out who the demon is. It's just evil. It's well, a demon. I. <sighs> This, this is what I'm talking it, about. The question, why I'm did. questioning it, though, is if, if Father Karras' sacrifice actually worked or if it was completely in vain and the demon kept roaming around in the but first that's... movie and ended up with the Gemini killer and then ended up going back to Karras to fuck with him, going like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to let you die here. Or is it... Like, I, I don't know. The thing is, Blady wanted to tell another story about... Uh, faith, because he was he was a big Christian. So like this, like that's what that's what I'm saying. It's more of a spiritual sequel, even though there are connections to the first movie or first book. Like whether or not, like obvi- obviously his sacrifice. Like if you want, because you're getting into like 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 plot nitpicks, not story details. Like yeah, the demon got out of Karis. Um. No wait, it is obviously another demon. If you want to do plot nitpicks, because it's the it's the demon that helped the Gemini killer get in, or maybe that's now you see <laughs> that takes away from it. I guess I guess I'm just curious. Yeah, but but why? I don't know. It doesn't. If you find out which demon is who, does it add anything to the story? No, I just want to know if if his sacrifice actually helped. Yes, it did. It okay. saved Reagan. Yeah, that's it? true. That's true. That's true. That's Which is true. once again what the second movie ruins. Like, oh no, it's actually sort of in there still. Like, no, it's not. This, and, and also, yeah, yeah, that movie. Na- naming just dumb. naming the demon and there's a connection. Like, oh, there there there's saints all around the world that that like conduits for it. Like, no, your world. <laughs> yeah, no, that building, bit. This fucking... is not. This is not a. This is not a world we're 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 building. It's a story we are telling. <coughs> I just Excuse feel me. bad for Father Karras then having to deal with two, two demons inside him. But, but once again, Karras is only since he's a side character here. He is a a uh, he's an avatar 
for sure. for you know religion for for believing in God that has been defiled by you know uh, uh, a demon. Yeah, he's not a he's not really a character in the movie. He's just it's just a name that they put on on this person because it has. It has he's, it it has a meaning to Kinderman. He's literally a dead body. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not literally, like figuratively. No, but he is a I'm dead talk- body, though. Y- yes, they just- yes, yes. But that's what I'm meaning. This is a story about Kinderman. Sure, 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 sure. They could have been different names. They could have been. This could have been Father Blaris, and had no connections to the original See, because I you're telling a different story. Then I would have appreciated that. More. They should have had different names. They shouldn't have been the same characters as um, from the first movie. Because it, it adds this little bit of like, oh, but then there's more to it. But it's also to make to make, um, to make make it easier to, to, to tell the story. Like, if we know these characters, you don't have to have much exposition. Which <sighs> we do, you know... Uh, I, I mean, Father Karras' exposition isn't really necessary, though. Exactly. We, we just don't need have to know he was a priest that died. Yes, we don't We don't have to explain that Kinderman and Karras were friends. You know, We don't have to explain the horrific uh, backstory to these characters, because that was in the last movie. So it's a, it's a bit of a... Uh, I don't know what you call it in English. Lakun. Like, he picked these characters because they were already fleshed out. It's a bit lazy. I would... It's a bit lazy. Because you could have written a completely different story about this, still have the same connections between characters, and just have to add add that one scene, which they already show us when he's falling down the stairs like three times. Uh, yeah, they show him flying well, out of because, the window one that's time. That's because the Gemini uh, killer kept dreaming about falling down stairs because he's... Because Karis is still in there, so he's seeing Karis's. Yeah, fine, last, yeah. Um, they could have just had that and gone, like, have the little scene from, uh, a version of the scene, the end scene from the first movie where the the uh, priest, the friend priest, asks Father Dyer, uh, Karis, do you have any last words kind of thing? Just have that little bit then. Yeah. Not worth well, the word, obviously. Well, I'm just I'm just looking this up because I don't. I, they talk about this in the like documentaries and shit on the the Arrow Blu-ray. Because there are there are details that are different um, in the book, obviously. But I was looking like, is it actually Damon Karras in the book? Yes, it is. Uh, okay then. Wait, because I'm just looking at plot summary. Um, they mention uh, Kinderman and Father Dyer. Blah blah blah. Um, but then here it says, there's a, a character called Tommy Sunlight, which we don't see in the movie. A mysterious patient found wandering aimlessly 11 years ago, I guess it's a different timeline in the books, um, dressed as a priest. So Tommy Sunlight is wandering aimlessly 11 years ago, dressed as a priest, who brags of being the Gemini killer reincarnated and claims to have carried out the recent murders, even though he logically could not have done so. Being secured in a locked cell in a straitjacket, at one point he claims the doctors and nurses let him out to kill. He also looks identical to Damien Karras, a priest who supposedly died in The Exorcist by falling down a flight of stairs. So it is a different. It is. It is. It is not. It is not the Gemini killer's body. Um, it is technically someone called Tommy Sunlight that looks like Damien Karras. So I don't know if it is Damien Karras. I don't want to read too much. Um, yeah, because if you re- if you read the blurb on Letterboxd, 
Um, they point out that um, blah, 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 a deceased serial killer. It eventually leads him to a catatonic patient in a psycho- psychiatric hospital who has recently started to speak, claiming he is the Gemini and detailing the murders, but bears a striking resemblance to Father Damien Karras. Yeah. Not that he actually is him, which is why he's patient X and not Damien Karras, because he technically isn't Damien Karras then. No. He just looks a lot like him. So that's um, probably something they really emphasized because that they can connect it more to the last movie. Yeah. And they could they could um they could bank on the name, The Exorcist. Yeah, I guess. Um it's also it also says here, uh the storyline of the novel mixes horror and whodunit. A police detective, Lieutenant Kinderman, investigates a series of murders <clears throat> that have all the hallmarks of a long dead serial killer who was shot by the police. The body was never recovered. So that's different from the movie, because in the movie they execute him in prison. Yes. Here his body disappeared, so... Or in the book his body disappears. It makes more sense, I suppose. Yeah. So they... So by wanting to connect it more to the exorcist, yeah, they made people who care about world building go like but wait a minute they actually, gave them actually, they gave them a, what's give it them fuel to throw yeah. the fire yeah so once again I think if he would would be, uh, was left alone to make Legion the way he wanted to I think it would have been even better probably yes but as it is I think those are very small details sure e- even if you want to nitpick it those are small details like why? Why wouldn't anyone recognize his body? Whatever. Or like, yeah. was his sac- sacrifice in vain? Like, it's not really what it's about. Like at the at the time, his sacrifice was of course just because he saved Reagan. And uh, not thinking of the second movie because nobody like counts no 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 that, that, that movie is bullshit. I mean, literally, we don't want to. We we can't forget that in the end of that movie. Um, the McNeil house disappears into a vortex in space. Yeah. The house is very much here in the third movie. I'm just yeah. saying that, you know. Um, so, yeah. I, I think Pazuzu and, and, and the brainwave machine had nothing to do with no, this. No, 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 no. Yeah. I agree with that. I'm, I was disregarding it completely in my question <laughs> yeah. as well, to be honest. And maybe, yeah, his, 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 uh, but no, once again, even if you really want to like nitpick it, his sacrifice was not in vain. He sacrificed himself to save Reagan, and he sure, did. sure, sure. It was never to kill the demon. You can't kill a demon. It's a it's a thing without a body. Really, you can I guess. it back to hell or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or another dimension or whatever demons come from. But you can't really kill a demon. At least not you know, like in the in the biblical sense. I don't know if you can, in movies, of course you can, but um, sure. So then in this movie, uh. They do the same thing and sort of saving Karis' uh, soul slash body by that way, like getting the demon out of him. Yeah, I guess. Save your servant, like we talked about. Yes, yes, yes. But it's dangerous. World building is dangerous. Yes. World building. <sighs> Here's me throwing out huge accusations. World building always uh, takes away from storytelling. Not true. But in a lot of, a lot of times it does. Yes. Anyway, I think we. Do you have anything else to add? I think I've, I, I've been ranting a lot. Sorry. 
It's fine. No, I, I realized just as we're talking and you're ranting and I'm reading trivia at the same time that I honestly the confused reality with this movie because I thought, thought the uh, Gemini killer was a real killer. But no, no, he's based on the Zodiac killer. Based on the Zodiac killer, yeah. I just confused <clears throat> them and made them in one. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so I said, hold on. Yeah, there's a Zodiac killer too. Oh, right. Based on. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, one last detail. I forgot. This is because I read so much. Um, talking about the Exorcist 3 Legion, the, the kind of uh, resto- yes. restored version, which is more uh, faithful to the version Blatty wanted to make, um, the ending is different there. Because the whole Father Morning going in to do like an exorcism is not there. Father Morning is not in that movie, which is not hard to cut it because he's in like three scenes anyway. Yeah. But... Uh, and it's kind of funny because it's it's the ending that William Peter Blatty wanted, and that ending is literally just um after after uh, uh Vivica Lynn Foch, I'm pretty sure the the old lady in the nurse outfit tries to cut off Kinderman's daughter's head. Yes, um, that's when he goes back to the hospital, and that's where we have the whole final confrontation. Yes, where we once again get great dialogue with the I believe in filth I believe in hatred I believe in disgusting things I believe in hatred yeah where he's, it's his way of believing and then I believe in you God I didn't even he, realize it was a Swedish girl, uh, actress no Ooh. yeah it's uh, Vivica Lindfors um, yeah she, she, uh, but she's only in that one scene I don't know why either way um, and that's where you get the whole thing and then no no Kinderman do it kill me now the original ending it's that whole sequence, or no, no, no. It's him walking in there. No father mourning. No blood in the. No, no cr- uh, crucified carrots coming up through the floor. <laughs> no lightning. Nothing. It's him in one. Maybe they didn't do all the pickup shots because they said no, we're not going to use this. But there's just one locked off shot, just like when they talk, but from the yeah. other way. So you see the door. He walks in. It's Brad Dorf like, oh hey Kinderman, I guess you're back from one of our top. And then he just pulls the gun, shoots him four times, and walks out the room. Oh, That's that would have been cold. <laughs> yeah, like I understand it because it's more it's more grounded. Like, cause, cause that's what he wanted. He wanted to be grounded. He didn't want a grand like fire and brimstone like showdown with the devil in the end. That's not what he. That's not. No, it doesn't really fit in with the movie. But it no, is it fits awesome in more scene. with the uh, with the with the Exorcist too. <laughs> yes, exactly. But it is a great scene where you get all that dialogue when he yes. talks about I believe in filth. I love that whole monologue. It's yes. so amazing. And you get that now, kill me now scene, which is perfect. Which is also uh, impactful and and uh... yeah, very impactful because once again it, it shows Karis, um, Karis having faith enough to like defeat the demon if only for a second. Um, Even though it's not supposed to be Karis. But it is. It looks but like it is, yeah. I want to read the book, just like with the Exorcist. I want to read the book. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Do, I'm. I'm putting my foot down. I'm doing that this year. You know I'm gonna what? read both Exorcist and Legion. Maybe that could be. You know, uh, for that other project. Yeah, we which about. we should actually start talking about yeah, actually producing. Actually but whatever. Doing, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. So that original ending sucks. Like yes. Yeah. The 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 Legion. It's boring. Cut, <laughs> the Legion cut in general is great. But that ending ruins the entire movie, unfortunately. Because <laughs> even though it doesn't fit in, that epic showdown in the end is so good in the theatrical cuts that, honestly, to make a perfect cut would just be, yeah, do the Legion stuff and, and then put in the theatrical that, ending. The original <laughs> yeah. Anyway, 
Um, that's gonna have speaking to be of endings. Thing. This is the end. <laughs> this is the end of this episode. Um, I, I I don't know. We didn't talk about like ratings. I rated it. A five. I I I need to rewatch it. I can't really rate it. Yeah, uh, but but I gotta ask because when we did the Exorcist episode. Um, it was kind of the same. Like, I loved it. You were like, yeah, it's great, but it's not really my kind of movie. Um, you seem to be liking this, this a little bit more. This one is better. Yeah. But I gotta ask you, like, have my ranting, my insane rantings changed your mind about it? Because in no, the, it, it only the Exorcist, con- it didn't. You were like, still fine, you know. Yeah, no, it, it's only convinced me that I re- need to rewatch it when I'm not too tired and I can actually see details. Okay. Well, to good. appreciate it, I suppose. <laughs> that's good. That, that's my that's uh, that's my goal, you know, to make people <laughs> reassess movies. I suppose. Yeah. So that's good. But yeah, that's gonna have to be it. Oh, by the way, yes. do you want to say what you have you rated it on? No, no, I don't know yet. I need to be watching before okay. I can rate it. Yeah. So I'll get back to you on that, or you can check out our letterboxed, both of ours letterboxed, I suppose. Yeah. If you want to see our ratings, you have mine linked them. in the link tree. You should probably add yours since you're yeah, using them. I should probably more. add mine, yeah. <laughs> so there's a link tree with all our socials on there. And also, Everywhere. once again, yeah. Once again, check us out on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Next week, we're doing The Fourth Exorcist, which I've heard is the worst one. I've never actually. For Patreon, yes. Yeah, for Patreon, yes, exactly. I've never actually been able to finish it, but it's kind of funny because there are two versions of that movie as well. So we'll talk oh about it. My God. That. Yeah. That was even worse, though, because the director is like, he had like shot 60% of the movie, and they were like, this is terrible. You're fired. And then they just <laughs> reshot the entire movie with the director. Which we will talk more about in the Patreon episode. Yes. So check that out on patreon.com slash But that's for next week. So until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The spoiler cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedin and hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vedin. Executive producer is Annika Vedin and Laura Kinney. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Mom, Dad, Laura Kinney, Danny Del Gaizo, and Mac and Mom. <laughs>